Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Lizanne Falsetto, who created Think Thin Nutritional Bars and last year established the Pink Talented Angels, an organization designed to bring female leaders and early and mid-stage entrepreneurs together to help one another thrive. If you have any inkling of starting a business, you definitely need to be listening into this episode. Lizanne is just dropping knowledge left and right. She's talking about why women need to support each other, how she thrived in a male-dominated industry, and a whole lot more. So looking forward to that conversation. If you'd like to get in touch with Good People Cool Things, you can send an email, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com, or follow the show on Twitter or Facebook, or both. Why not live it up? At GPCT Podcast for both of them. You can also shop at the merch store, goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. And because it is my birthday this month, we're doing a little birthday sale going on there. Enter the code birthday, all one word, as it normally is. When you check out, you'll get 20% off anything you order. Your whole order will be 20% off. So it's magical. It's wonderful. We're celebrating a birthday. I'll take some cookie cake or brownie if you want to send it my way. Otherwise, let's hop into the conversation with Lizanne. This is a very cliched question, but I'd love just the elevator pitch. An overview on you, PTA? I imagine we're, we've got five floors, so you got about 20 to 30 seconds to, to wow us. What do you got? I started PTA, interesting enough, like I started Think Thin, which was uh, very organically. I had a group of women uh, that I like to drink wine and have dinner with once a month. And I do a lot of uh, advising for female founders. And the dinners that I have are with CEOs. And I thought, why am I not bringing the female founders that are starting out and the CEOs that have been there and done that together to support the female founders? And so I came up with the name PTA off of just exactly in the old days, the PTA, right? And I decided to call it Pink Talented Angels. And, you know, it's really funny because I had no idea that it was going to turn into something that uh, has become quite a voice in supporting our our female founders um, around the world. So it's very exciting. That's awesome. And a a much better, I'd say dinner and wine is a much better uh, PTA. Uh, treat, I guess, than yeah. uh, than the stale right? pretzels and chips that I think my parents would usually get at the at their PTA right. meetings. Our mission um, is to support the female founders and entrepreneurs through this process that I put together called the Holistic Success Method, and it intertwines the business opportunities and the personal goals together to create a better whole life. Because if you think about it, when you're an entrepreneur, it's, it's also you're living it 24 hours a day in your personal life also. And so we are approaching uh, the Pink Talented Angel philosophy around creating personal goals for a better life altogether for our female founders. Awesome. And I think that's a, a really good sort of... Uh, lesson i think for for anyone really but especially for women founders uh women entrepreneurs and supporting other women and i think that's something that you certainly preach and is an important uh important thing for people to to really do but is not always the case so why should women support other women 
Yeah, that's a good question, right? <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you, you know, we we um we are the caretakers. That's kind of what women have been kind of, you know, um described over the last many, many years. And what I have learned is that when women support each other, they just become better people. And it's a win for everyone. And I really believe that there is this united front in today's world where, you know, women are starting to realize that that supporting each other is a great example for their children, especially their daughters. It brings in that tribal support. So it gives you more of a balance. And also the men have always had the good old boys club, right? Mm -hmm. The women never really have had the good old girls club. And so when you think about bringing women together, it is about supporting, uniting each other together, and really building this tribe of voices that say, hey, I got your back. You're good. You know, keep going. I support you. You're successful. Let's do this together. And I've watched it through Pink Talented Angels, and it is just the most incredible spirit that you feel when you leave, when you're with a group of women that are laughing, enjoying each other, opening up about what's going on with their life, and really, really helping each other. It's great. Absolutely. And I think this, this is perhaps just me being on Instagram too much, but... I think we saw uh, a, a really kind of micro level of that uh, with the the black and white photo challenge. Um, I don't know if you've been been seeing this popping up as yeah. well, um, but just a, a real quick overview for anyone not familiar with it. It's women tagging other women that have inspired them, that they find motivational, they support, they think are doing awesome things and posting a, a black and white photo uh, of kind of them, you know, being vulnerable and, and not, um, you know, not uh, primped up like a lot of Instagram photos. I know I've certainly uh, in my, my Instagram heyday, I've probably spent way too long trying to get a perfect photo. And sometimes it's just the one where you just, you're like, you know what, just take a photo. That's fine. Like, I don't need to, to spend all this time doing this because um, you should be spending more time supporting people like that. Uh, and I think it's just been so cool to see all these great women supporting each other and the just like the comments on all of these are uh, uh, just amazing and like so supportive and I totally agree it's just such a, a cool thing to see well you know I think it's I think it's the way forward right and it is something that is you know the sisterhood the support and sisterhood right is a really important part of women standing in their own two feet and also being able to move into the workforce and, you know, have an equal right. Now, you know, I, I'm not doing this because I'm not much of a Sheryl Sandberg voice. She has a great voice and she's on a mission to equal rights in pay and equal rights when you're pregnant at work. I think mine is really simple. I just believe that if we show as an example, we'll change the energy with our daughters watching. And, you know, our children watch us. They watch how we act. They watch how we are collaborative with other people. And it, it's time for us 
to teach them to empower other women by showing it and doing it um, so that down the line, we can really, you know, stand in our own two feet and be equal to everybody. And I just think it's an important, it's an important mission. Um, I also think women being kind to other women. Um, you know, I, I did a, I did a poll with a hundred CEO men before I launched Pink Talented Angels. And I asked them one question, what would you do if a woman took your chair as CEO? And there was a, a response that was really interesting. The response was, well, to be honest, I don't have to worry about a woman taking my chair because another woman will take her down before that happens. Oh, wow. And that was a really powerful statement. Really powerful statement. So I think that we need to understand and not underestimate that the, you know, the power of women supporting each other at work and in life is an incredible uh, step forward in, in really lifting up who we are. Absolutely. That's crazy feedback to think about, but again, just drives home the importance of PTA and, and having this support system in place. And, oh, that's, yeah, that's just, uh, yeah. it's crazy to think about for sure. It, it is. It is. It is. But we're getting there. And, and you know, it's, it's fun. I, I had a great uh, Pink Talented Angels event today, a virtual event, of course, and it went really well. We have uh, we had Jesse Draper on. She talked about how to seek funding. Um, she is a big investor in a lot of women like I am uh, in their businesses. And it's just when you get off the phone, it just, you know, it just feels so good. It just is a great feeling all the way around. For sure. And that's actually a, something I think that's worth touching on is obviously being in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, I imagine you've had to make some shifts in events like this. I like, you know, having virtual events, um, maybe phone calls instead of in-person meetings. How has your strategy shifted, if at all? Uh, and have you still seen a, a strong sort of um, following and and uh, support from everyone, even though we're all isolated and we can't see each other in person? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, at first it was Zoom, 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 <laughs> right? right? And we have to do it every week. And, you know, we did. We We buckled down and we said, what do our women need in a crisis? They need to learn about the PPP loans. How do we bring on people, you know, 48 hours before eight o'clock when the application process opens up and how do we help them understand how to fill out the paperwork? So we brought on someone for that. How do we think about, you know, the, the employee, you know, disbursement of working from home and how do we give them tools to make sure that they are able to connect each other, even though it's by Zoom and keep their business running? How do we help their retail strategy? So we did a lot of, of Zooms. And then we realized there was fatigue. And of course, you can see that in the numbers and you can also see it through the comments, right? Is, oh, another Zoom, I don't wanna <laughs> sit in my chair anymore, right? And, and so what we did is we said, okay, so when there is a point where we have something really good 
to bring to the table for them, or if there is another loan that comes through, or, or you know, there's a lot of grants for females right now, we will arrange a call, um, we'll send out a notice, and we'll do a Zoom to help them get through it. Um, we've also, you know, the whole idea about Pink Talented Angels is we pick uh, out of our community four women a year. And what we do is we give them over 150 hours from top executives, myself, one-on-one -on -one mentoring, mentoring with marketing, with Tonya Kanishi. Um, we have UBS as one of our biggest sponsors who comes in and helps set them up for financial personal success. And then we have attorneys that help them with their legal work or anything that they need with contracts. Um, and, and we work with them. So we had one woman that we were going to use uh, before COVID, you know, face to face and be able to meet with her and work with her at her business. And when COVID hit, we said, listen, we'll do it all online. And what I realized is that we were more efficient doing it that way than being face to face with them. So it has been very positive all the way around um, through COVID. And, and again, you know, we're going to be, what, a year into this, maybe more of managing COVID with work. And so um, we're continuing to push forward. That is a, a very interesting point about it being more efficient. And I've found similar, uh, similar things. I feel like I don't know, you kind of ditch the small talk a little bit um, at the start, which I think helps, but it's just kind of like you're are, you are just more focused like by being the only one in, quote unquote, the room, even though you are interacting with other people, but by being like alone, it, it really seems to kind of hone the focus in. And this is perhaps a foolish move on my part, but I've been very fond of walking meetings. I say foolish because Texas is 100 degrees all the time. Uh, but yeah, I just yeah, it's just so rejuvenating to stretch your legs, get outside, get some sun and hopefully not sweat too much. I, I know it's a little cooler or at least a little more temperate out where you are. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic for sure. It is. You're so right. Walking. Why, that's why those walking guests are so interesting. Right. But I, I totally agree. I put my headphones on. And I take, you know, five mile walks and I talk and, you know, I've noticed that I actually am more clear minded going through that um, when you're walking and talking, right? You become almost more invigorated, like you're, like you're saying, fresh air, you're able to communicate. I actually wrote a whole book when I sold my business, hiking and talking, dictating the book and then transcribing it. So I'm I'm a big advocate of that. I agree with you. And anyone who says they can't write a book, you just gave the blueprint right there. Yes, you can. <laughs> All you got to do is talk. Yes, you can. Put your headphones on and tape it. Yeah. Were, yeah. Were there any uh, egregious um, mistranslations from, I assume you were using like oh, a voice to a text. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I say? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> But, you know, you got to go back, obviously, and edit it. But it's a great way of putting content down, uh, you know, while you're exercising and clearing your head and, and taking deep breaths. I really enjoyed it. And I agree with you. I think this, you know, and people are walking all over. You see it everywhere, talking on their phones, walking. I think it's going to change the way we work moving forward. 
Absolutely. I agree. And it's, I, I'm so interested to see uh, how, again, like you were saying, we'll probably be at least a year into this, if not longer by the time things get quote unquote back to normal, um, which it's not going to be totally normal, but until um, at least, you know, they're, they're more in-person opportunities. But I, I am very interested to see what other uh, developments and and strategies people are finding for working from home. Like walking meetings, I think I just got a, a new lap, uh, lap desk to put on top uh, so I can oh, yeah? get out of my, my uh, you know, normal workspace and, and maybe go sit outside for a few minutes. And then when my computer overheats and says, please get me inside, I can go back, sit on the sofa, but still have a nice desk. And just, I think that change of scenery just helps so much. It does. It does. And, you know, they say that, um, like Google, right, they're closing down their offices, that 15% of businesses are going to open up the door to work from home. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs were nervous about that. What's the culture like? Well, can you keep the culture? How do you think about that? Uh, you know, having lunch together, stopping at the coffee or the water conversation, you know, that whole thing about getting water in the kitchen and talking to your colleagues. I think that people are realizing that when you work from home, you're more comfortable, you're more efficient, and your overhead is less. So it makes sense. All right, we're going to go back in time a little bit to when you started ThinkThin. And okay, this was primarily an industry, maybe not a good old boys club, but pretty much, yes. Like a, a product mm-hmm. primarily designed oh, by men yep. for men. So how did you break through all that and create this awesome product? You know, it's so funny because back then I didn't even think about it. <laughs> you know, I guess when you're in it and you're so passionate about it, you don't, you just don't even analyze it. You just go, right? And I would present to, you know, make appointments with buyers and present the product. And it was, you know, a man, especially Ralph's, that was the funniest one. He, he loved cigars. He loved whiskey, right? And I'm talking to him about protein and fiber <laughs> and sugar-free. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's great. You know, hey, you want a scotch? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like one in the afternoon. Um, you know, it's just a different, it's almost like being on the golf course, right? Uh, it was a, it was a very interesting intellect and, um, you know, back then it was only two whole food stores and, you know, people thought that natural food was hokey or Birkenstock or, you know, not hip, not realizing that the value of what they're bringing gives you a longer life. Right. And, and through the process of 25 years of building this brand, I saw a lot of changes. And what I really saw was that the two women that I met out of all the buyers that I presented to gave me my first break were women, Annette Davidson from Trader Joe's and Ia Ruth at Whole Foods Mid-Atlantic Division. And they both said to me, you know what? We like what you're doing. We're going to give you a shot. And both of those accounts, Trader Joe's pretty much financed me for a good couple years. It was the cleanest, best company to work for. And Whole Foods expanded into national out of one region. So I have a lot of, you know, I'm grateful to both of them for that. Um, But, you know, you just charge through it. You don't even really think about it. 
Nice. Yeah, I guess like you were talking about being in there 24-7, you you really can't spend that much time thinking about it. If you really want to be successful, you've got to just keep focusing on your own product and making it the best that it can be. And having 25 years uh, running that, as you were saying, I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. But what was something that was really surprising about running your own business? Well, you know, I, I there's so many surprises, right? <laughs> I think it's it, uh, running a business is um, it's um, self discipline. Um, you know, I, I definitely am uh, someone that when I put my head down and charge through something, I give it a hundred percent. So when I'm in, I'm in. Um, I think what I realized early on is that I didn't have an outside life from business. I didn't focus on, you know, a Saturday night dinner with friends. I just didn't because all I thought about was I only have time to build this business. And if I was, you know, going to do it differently, like I am with Pink Talented Angels now, but back then I would say to the entrepreneurs out there, make sure that you take some time to, to regroup and take a breath and, um, you know, really understand what your next steps are. Um, I worked seven days a week, you know, practically 15, 16 hours a day for a long time. And when I had my kids, I realized, okay, it's now time to spend some time with them. So, you know, it broke that. But um, I just, you know, running the business, I didn't realize that I would not have, you know, outside vision for, um, for activities. Yeah, I think that's even today, I think that's a, a wonderful reminder, and maybe even more so now in a time where we are at home all the time. And it can be easy to kind of have that line blur between work and home life. I know I've certainly done that sometimes where it's eight o'clock and I'm still working and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why? <laughs> let's relax for the night. And right. It's, yeah, it's tough to find the balance, but definitely worth doing. Well, you know, everybody says, what's that work-life balance? What's that work-life balance? And, you know, I say, I don't have any work-life balance. <laughs> like you don't have balance when you're, that's why I always say the holistic approach method that we're doing and that I work with my entrepreneurs one-on-one with is, you know, you're bringing your personal life into your work. So make sure that you bring your work into your personal life so there, so that at least you, you know, if you're out with your girlfriends and you want to talk work, that's great, but at least you're out with your girlfriends, right? And you're enjoying yourself. And if you want to talk about work, great, right? But there is a balance between personal and work, but, the, you know, being the whole person that you are, when you're a true entrepreneur, that's all you think about is building the business, the ideas that you have, how you're going to get there, what's your strategy. So it never goes away. It's always in your mind. Absolutely. And you get more of those dictating things into your phone, jotting down notes all the time. I, I love, this is like a, a odd people watching thing I've noticed, but seeing someone <laughs> like dictating notes to themselves is so, like, I love it. I think it's so fascinating. And I'm just like, what are they working on? Like, I, I want to know like their story and what they're, <laughs> what they're up to. And then I, I try to do that from 
you know, a non, uh, non-alerting them distance. Just like, let me see if I right, can get right, any context right. clues, but I don't want to like get up next to them in the grocery store and be like, what are you working on? <laughs> right. Yeah. Are you a people watcher? Oh, absolutely. I, this is one me of my, too. my favorite summer memories. This is going to sound probably real creepy in context, but a friend of mine visited, I, uh, I grew up in Chicago and uh, the summer, I believe this was the summer after I graduated college, I had gone back home for a couple of months. And one of my college friends was in town visiting Chicago. Uh, and he brought his girlfriend with him, who did not know me. And they w- had not been dating super long either. So she uh, did not have as strong a bond as we did. And I think she did not appreciate our uh, break that we took at a coffee shop, where they had a wide open window. And we just people watched for like an hour and waved at people walking by. And the difference in reactions was just amazing to see. Like some people would wave back. Like you could tell we made their day. Like they were they were all happy. They had pep in their step afterwards. One guy turned and flipped us off and we're like, he probably hasn't had a great day and thanks for being sarcastic or something. <laughs> but it was just like a, a yeah. real interesting kind of social experiment um, that really just stemmed from us being bored and wanting a little bit of a caffeine boost, I guess. But uh, it was just such a a fun, you know, fun way to spend an hour. And then we went back out walking in summer Chicago, which is hard to beat. Yeah, nice, nice. I imagine, are you also a people watcher? I imagine the answer is yes. I love to watch people. (laughs) I, I also love to look at homes and kind of think about what's inside and what's their design like. And, you know, I love, I love looking at yards and, you know, it says a lot, right? It, it, it's really interesting. People watching can teach you a lot about yourself and about them. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I do like it. Do you also go to a lot of open houses? I don't. No, I don't have time for that. I'm so crazy busy. That's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I like to walk and look at houses. You know, through COVID, um, up at my ranch in Ojai, we'd go out. My kids and I would go for a walk. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at that beautiful house. I never even saw the house. And I went up and down that street driving them to their school. I don't know how many times. (laughs) So it was just a great way of being able to really see the surroundings of where you're at. Um, And uh, I like that. You know, I, I, I I feel like I'm more connected to where I live because of that and my awareness of paying attention instead of going, 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 dropping the kids off, going to work. You know, it actually, I think there was a lot of, a lot of change for me through COVID that helped me grow. I think that segues nicely into another question, which this, this lets me do very little work, but I like to ask you a question of what you wish you were asked more frequently. And I think in, in light of, COVID and what's currently going on, I think this was really important, is to ask one another more often, how are you? And can you kind of tell us like why, why this is important and how it can benefit people? Well, you know, it's so interesting because you go to all these, you know, when COVID wasn't around, you go to all these cocktail parties and you're with, you know, CEOs or business people from all around the world. And it's like, oh, so what do you do? Oh, so what do you do? right? Oh, are you a CEO? Oh, and I'm thinking, who cares what I do? (laughs) How about, how about, how are you? How's your day going? You know, it, 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 it opens it up to say, I care 
about how you're doing. And I just want to look at you in the eye and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you having a good day? And I don't get that a lot. You know, I get, you know, tell us about what your next thing is or, you know, what business are you in or, you know, are you a CEO or, you know, just it's, 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 a, it's a very simple opening of, hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? It's nice. No, I feel like I'm remiss if I don't ask, how, how's your day going? <laughs> you know what? Today has been a pretty tough day, <laughs> actually. Uh, but good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on a reorganization of a business with 300 employees. And it's, uh, you know, it's a big responsibility to try to turn a business around through COVID and try to keep people's jobs. It becomes a bit emotional. Um, because they have families and kids. So uh, day by day, minute by minute. How's your day? <laughs> uh, it hasn't been, it hasn't had anything of that magnitude, uh, which I'm, I'm grateful right. for. I, I have been, I feel like I've been dragging a little bit uh, throughout the day, which I am fully crediting on not getting enough sleep last night. Um, slash this morning, I guess. I woke up earlier than usual, which isn't that always the worst oh, when did? you wake up like, just early enough before your alarm that you can't get back to sleep. I, uh, or the worst is when you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, like at that four o'clock and you're like, bing, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to be asleep right now. What's, what's happening? Or if you fully get up because you think it's just time to get up, which I, I, I haven't done in quite some time, but I remember uh, I used to live in an apartment where the, uh, the clock was like on the other side of the room. And so I usually would just like wake up. I think I used my phone as an alarm. And so when I'd get up, I'm just like, oh, it's time to get up. And there was one time I fully got up, started making breakfast, and then glanced at the microwave clock, and it was like 3 a.m. And I was just like, what am oh I doing? What? Why am I making You're breakfast You're like, oh, my right goodness. <laughs> so, right? uh, and that wasn't uh, even in, a, in the midst of a pandemic. That was just like a normal Saturday. <laughs> Moving from Think Thin, where you're living, breathing it, into Elf Advisory and PTA now, where it's you are kind of in more of an advisory role and, and working with, uh, with multiple different businesses. And has, has that been uh, a change in mindset? Has, has your, your overall kind of like strategy of tackling the day, I'm sure, has changed as, as new business challenges come on? But as far as like, your mindset goes? Have you had a lot of the sort of the same, uh, I can't think of another word for mindset. So the same mindset. Well, for, yeah, for yeah, it is, it is, it is like a mindset, you know, it's a passion, right? Because, you know, it's like when you are teaching, I do a lot of at UCLA or USC and I do at Harvard before COVID where I would go teach a class. Right. And the way I teach a class is talking about the errors that I made and analyzing those. And when I'm advising uh, entrepreneurs, it's almost like you're teaching because you want to bring them along and let them make their own decisions, but you want to have them think outside the box. Like, where's the opportunity in that? And do you think that's going to you know, be a good decision in the long term? What's the balance of short-term, long-term decision-making? And so the way that I deliver the message is really about, you know, helping elevate their ideas, 
giving them questions that help them think outside the box, and then coming to the solution and saying, if that's where you want to go, what are the pros and cons around that? So it's, it's not about telling them what to do. It's about helping them learn how to make the right choice for whatever the issue is to push their business forward and to feel good about it. Because a lot of times, I think entrepreneurs have their head down. And I believe there's two kinds of entrepreneurs. There's the one with their head down marching through it. And then there's the entrepreneur with their head up looking ahead and being strategic. And that's what I want to teach the people that I advise and mentor is lift your head up. Don't get caught up in the day-to-day, even though you still have to do the tasks that you're doing and be strategic. And that is so rewarding when you're able to get that message across and you see the decisions, you see the businesses moving forward. It's really great. Yeah. And you obviously have a a very solid track record. And I think coming from someone with that impressive history is just like, to me, that seems like a a no brainer to follow that. But yeah, it can be tough when you, when you have your head down like that. I like that analogy a lot or or I guess metaphor. I don't know. My, yeah, it's kind uh, of a metaphor. You know, it's, it's uh, it was actually a Harvard study where there's entrepreneurs that you know are taskmasters that put their head down and do the everyday, um, and eventually they learn to pull their head up and be more strategic. Uh, but it's very important to be aware of what's happening in the trends, and the numbers, and the personnel, and understanding where you want to go because it's a map, right? It's it's like keep going north, keep going north, right? And you really want to make sure that you're aware and not caught up in the isolation of what's happening today. Um, and so I try to encourage people to lift their head up and think strategically. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, wow, this is fun. Like now I get to think outside the box, even though I'm doing, you know, payables or receivables or inventory checking or whatever, right? We as entrepreneurs wear many hats and uh, there's many balls in the air all the time. So how do you manage that? Um, and I think, I think, uh, I think that so far it's been, it's been fun and successful. And I've watched some of these pink talented angel women really, really grow as human beings. And that is probably the biggest success that we could put in our pocket. That's so wonderful. I, it almost perhaps even answers my next question, which I always like to hear this. What's the best compliment you've gotten? I don't know. <laughs> the best compliment has probably been um, probably that, I'm, that, that, that people have said that I, I'm um, considerate to other people and that I listen. Um, I listen well. And I think that is important in a conversation to listen. And I think sometimes we get caught up in our head and we take over and we talk too much or we don't listen because there's so much on our plate. But when you listen, it makes that person feel like you're being kind, you're, you know, respecting them. So I think that's what it would be. What about you? What would yours be? Oh, goodness. I had a... Back in my uh, PR days, I had an editor tell me that I was 
let's see if I remember this. I saved this email and I, I open it up every once in a while when I'm in need of a, a good pick me up, but it was something along the lines of undoubtedly the friendliest, uh, most helpful editor I've ever worked with. And he, he sent a longer um, message how, you know, it, it was so rare for someone to reach out just to like give him an update um, aside from like pitching something and how like I would just check in to see how he was doing and, and what he was up to. Cause I think that like, it's nice to hear from people um, every, you know, every once in a while, even if you're not super close with yeah. them. Like, and I, I think that's been another um, side effect of the pandemic is that I've certainly reached out to people I haven't talked to in a long time, just to see what they've been up to, how they're doing through all of this. Uh, in some cases they've moved and I didn't even realize it. And they're in, a new state now. So learning about uh, those new surroundings, I think it's been really great to reconnect with people like that. And in some cases they're like, they'll, you know, they'll remind me of, of something like a project we did together in high school that I had totally forgotten about, but then I'm like, Oh yeah, that was so great. And just having that, that shared experience again, it's, it's been really nice. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Lizanne, you're almost off the hook here, but as no, is customary. I'm no problem. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Usually people are are clawing to get out by this point. They're just looking at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but always like to end with a top three. And for you, I'd love to hear your top three ways uh, to find opportunities in crisis situations. Well, um, I'll, I'll kind of take that with. COVID because as you know, we're in a crisis situation and, um, and it's gotten a bit normalized, I guess, to a certain extent. I think the shock for all of us was, oh my God, what's happening? Um, the plague is here, right? But what I find in a crisis, even in just a business outside of COVID is, you know, how do you look for opportunities? And through the COVID conversation, I think the first thing is, is your company culture good enough? And, and can it survive, you know, um, chaos? Can it survive chaos? I also believe that, you know, getting closer to your community um, is really important. And I think that's happened. I think a lot of communities have come together uh, neighbors have come together and supported each other. You know, people are supporting the elder now. So I think that's really great. And I also think that it's time to up the content game. Like, where's your content? And how are you communicating your brand? And are you focusing on what's really important through a crisis? And does it make sense moving forward or do you need to change it? And so those would be probably the three things I would say um, of finding opportunities in a crisis. Fantastic. And I like how you phrase that, that it's, we are in a crisis situation, even though it has normalized a little bit, um, but just solid, solid advice all around. Yeah. Well, Lizanne, you are officially off the hook. If people <laughs> want to learn more about you, more about PTA, the Pink Talented Angels, not the Parent Teachers Association, uh, in case anyone <laughs> is still still mixed up by that, but I don't I don't think that will be. Um, where can they go? 
yes, for all those female founders out there, please go to lazannefalsetto.com and we have all the information about Pink Talented Angels. We are actually opening up submissions right now for the next uh, entrepreneur that we pick to work with three months. Um, it's, it's, you know, an incredible opportunity to work with experts in their field um, and work with UBS on their personal financial gain. We have a link there. You can go to Lizanne Falsetto um, on Instagram, LinkedIn, any of the above. Uh, and we really hope that you fill out those, you know, those forms and get yourself in because we are just making such a great impact on some of these leaders that are coming into the world to be the next big leaders uh, for us here in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. So it's very exciting. Love it. Yes. Everyone fill out those forms and get some great support. That's, I mean, you're doing, you're doing awesome things. I don't know why people wouldn't want to take advantage Thank of it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate your support and getting the, the, getting the, you know, the voice out there. It's, uh, it's really important that, that we support our younger generation of business leaders because they're going to be the ones that are going to be driving the economy moving forward. And, uh, that's a big deal. (laughs) That's a big deal. Lizanne, thank you so much. This was fantastic. I feel like I just took one of your, your courses. Oh. My sister did go to USC, so I can, I can drop a fight on. There you um, go. But always, I think you can handle that. yourself pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And of course, we'll end with a corny joke, as is, uh, as is another tradition here. Uh, did you hear about this new book that's about anti-gravity? No. It's impossible to put down. Good after today, people. <laughs> that's actually cute. <laughs>